Channel Podcast. Gold medalist and Olympic champion, representing the United States of America, Jordan Burroughs. How mentally strong are you? Could you be better? To win at the Olympics or even qualify takes tenacity, drive and motivation. So how do Olympians get in the zone? What techniques do they use to achieve? And how do they stay at their best no matter what? We spoke to Olympic freestyle wrestling gold medalist Jordan Burroughs, Olympic javelin champion Thomas Ruler, Rio 2016 badminton silver medalist PV Sindhu, and teenage swimming world champion Ariana Titmus. We wanted to know what makes the Olympic state of mind. I'm Ed Knowles. This is the Olympic Channel Podcast. Olympic Channel Podcast. It seems obvious just watching the Olympic Games. There's immense mental and physical strength on display. But could it just be that it's mainly about athletic ability? I mean, weren't these athletes just born to do it? I think about that question often. How much of athletics and success is mental and how much is physical? Wrestler Jordan Burroughs is an Olympic gold medalist from London 2012. Your mind is extremely powerful. And the place that I've arrived in this sport has been primarily because of what I've been able to withstand from a psychological perspective for such a long period of time. And I think you have to have a certain level level of athleticism. You have to have some sort of physical prowess. You can't just grab a guy off the street and say, hey, you want to compete at the Olympic Games? But I also think that there are a lot of people out there that are good athletes, a lot that are strong, explosive, fast, and just physically gifted. But very few of those people are able to make it to the highest level and to the pinnacle of sport. And so I think a lot of it is mental and it's something that can be taught, something that can be established, manifested within someone and then also developed over a long period of time by continuing to put yourself in stressful situations, continuing to desire excellence and to always want to be elevated. Physical prowess has a lot to do with it, but I think the mentality, the mental toughness and the fortitude that's necessary to achieve this level cannot be underestimated because the people who last the longest are usually the strongest mentally, not just physically. Your body breaks down, but your mind can stay strong way longer than your body can. And you talked about our body, our muscles are only capable of lifting so much weight. There's only so much you could do. If I put weight on a bar, there's only so much that I could lift. But you could really take your mind into a deep, deep place. And I think that you see it daily. People achieving like enlightenment and all sorts of crazy, amazing feats that people are able to do if they can control their mind. I feel like we're not using all of our mind because from day to day, our lives are so simple and we always want to dwell in comfort. But if we get to that place where we're continuously trying to pursue more of ourselves, then I think that our minds are capable of some pretty, pretty incredible things. And so, yes, my mind has definitely been trained and I do as much mental training and mental conditioning as I do physical conditioning. When you wake up in the morning, 
what am I gonna do today? I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna push my limits. I'm gonna try to work harder. So training the mind is important, but it's also about consistency. And that takes motivation. And that's, well, it's kind of difficult to find. Thomas Ruhler is an Olympic champion javelin thrower from Germany. Some days you just wake up and think like, I want to be the best, so I have to practice harder than the others. So it's really this competitive mindset of thinking about other persons that do the same sport, reflecting it to myself. But usually it's about this daily challenge. I love challenges. Um, when I go out of training the day before, I do see some small potentials and I want to make them up the next day or the day after. It depends on the schedule. Uh, so I'm really trying to motivate myself with small challenges and small potentials. I'm finding the potential, forming a challenge. Um, and this is giving me, yeah, this constant, this constant flow of being motivated in a positive way. You want to prove it against the others, but most training days I just want to prove it by myself. I want to show myself that the small potential I found the day before, I can form in a challenge and kind of make it up the next day already, and that's motivating me very much. Sometimes you really don't know what you're doing, but being one of the best in your sport, every morning, every day, every time in the workout, you really know what you're doing and what you're doing it for. Um, so it's always easy to find this straight line in between the dream I have, the goal I've set for a certain time, for a certain period of the year, season, um, and the things I do. Uh, often, being a young athlete is more I do the things because someone told me I should do it, not really knowing what I'm doing it for. Um, but these days it's very communicative. I'm working hard with my coach to have good communication, um, to really match the goals we have to the things we do. And that helps me to stay mentally on track, to be motivated every morning whenever I go for training. So this is most important for me that the mindset fits the training. Australian swimmer Ariana Titmus hasn't made it to the Olympics just yet, but the 19-year-old has it as a goal. The Olympics aren't this big, scary goal. To her, it's a big, huge motivation. That goal is fuel. Motivating myself for training is super easy for me because I always have my goals and I try to keep them in the front of my mind and I do a lot of self-talk with them and try to repeat them. Um, if I have a bad race, I think, the biggest thing for me to motivate myself is look at where it went wrong and then try and fix that and I think that's the best way to do it for me. I think just having confidence in myself and the training that I've done and thinking about all the things that have helped me race fast, I think that's the best way for me to approach a race. There's not really one line or one certain mantra I would say to get myself up for a race but I think I definitely do speak to myself before a race but not one certain thing. 
There is something that Titmus uses to get herself fired up, though. Before I race, at every competition, I play the same playlist. It's my mum's playlist, and she's a massive headbanger, and it's all rock songs. I never used music uh, prior to training. I only use music at competitions to race, and it's more of a thing not only to get myself in the zone, but to separate myself from other people and actually make sure I don't talk to anyone else and try and really focus. As much as they're not my favourite songs, just the beat kind of really gets me, gets me into the mood I need to be in to race. Wrestler Jordan Burrows also uses music, but he uses it to stop his mind from wandering off too far in those big moments. I think that you have to distract yourself from overthinking because we become hypersensitive when we get close to an event. So the bigger the magnitude of the event, the more sensitive we are to everything because it's easy to get over anxious and the anxiety starts to become higher. So I think for me is realizing that there's no foolproof move to be the best in the world. There's no secret. You're gonna have to fight. You've learned a lot. You know a lot of technique. You're mentally tough. You had a great weight cut. You're in great shape, but you're still gonna have to fight. Listen to music, staying close to my family, being with my coaches, relaxing as much as possible, not getting over anxious. Lots of athletes also find it very helpful to visualize before big events, what's it gonna be like? How's it gonna feel? I visualize my setting, the environment, the arena that I'll be in. I visualize my opponent, who I think I'm gonna to have to compete against. Um, what he's done in the past, have we wrestled in the past? What the last match was like, what I want this match to be like. Um, I visualize myself in the tunnel, having my name announced, finishing my warm-up, walking out to the arena stage and shaking hands with the referee and with my opponent and being ready to wrestle. I visualize my motion, my movement, utilizing and executing my game plan. I want to be prepared for anything. If you prepare for it to be hard and it becomes easy, then that's a relatively seamless adjustment. But if you want it to be easy and then it becomes hard, now that's a much harder or tougher transition for you to get to. And so for me, I'm always expecting this guy's best. He's wrestled me before, we had a tough match. This is the Olympic games, this guy wants to win. This is a life-changing event for everyone who's competing here. To become an Olympic champion is, is a life-changing circumstance. And so I understand that, but I also am prepared to battle and to win. And so, yes, breaking it down into the small details, hustling back to the center, using my hands, heavy fakes, heavy hands, movement, getting to a lock, getting to the leg, finishing the takedown. He gets to my leg, escaping and really punishing him with a score of my own, really just challenging him in every position, wearing him down, getting him fatigued, making him tired, and fighting for every point, conceding nothing, and uh, just trying to be my best. I'm always looking for that flawless, perfect match where everything works well and I execute to the best of my ability. And I think that's what every athlete is always trying to find. I try to visualize that perfect match and that everything works. Hopefully I'll find that someday. But what if it doesn't go so well? What if you fail? 
Indian badminton star PV Sindhu finally became world champion in 2019. Before that, she'd never actually managed to take a first place at one of the big marquee events. Whenever I used to play the world championships, uh, I always thought that I have to give my best. Of course, I, I kept losing in the semi-finals, got bronze, but uh, each medal was something special for me where it took me to a different level. And at the same time, I know it is going to be tough. It's not going to be easy because you're competing with the world top players. And uh, definitely there is that wall where you have to break it. And, you know, once you've broken it and you're like, okay, you are successful, you are a winner. But, you know, to break that, I know it will take time and you need to keep working hard. But uh, for me, every time I got the bronze medal or the silver medal, I always thought, okay, there is still, I can do it. There's another step I need to go. I need to take another step or I need to change few things or, you know, I need to learn from my mistakes. Well, we said Sindhu was a fighter. You know, playing well and uh, winning is a different thing. Playing well and losing, you feel a bit sad uh, where, you know, you you think that, oh, I could have won that match. That happened to me, especially uh, in 2017, where it was anybody's match. And uh, it was just like that one point different where I, I got a silver. And that, I think, uh, that made a very big difference where uh, I, I thought of myself that, you know, I can do it and I can become a world champion one day. I've lost a lot of times and also won a lot of times but when you lose I know it might take some time to come back but that is when you have to think that it's not just over with this match there's a long way to go and it is just that okay it is, it is a learning process winning or losing is secondary but you will learn a lot more from your mistakes and a lot more uh, from your loss and that uh, kept me going and that got me really much more stronger. For javelin thrower Ruler, it's not even about finishing top of the podium. The feeling of winning is special. It's usually not planned. I usually don't plan to win. I only plan to compete well, to compete at my best. And then it's giving you this really this bonus moment. It's like your first Christmas present that you really recognize. Because you don't ex if you don't expect it too much, it makes you just super happy from the inside because you made something, you accomplished something great. Um, succeeding is always good. So this is the reason why we try to be competitive in training as well. Because winning, speaking for myself, gives me a super big boost again. Um, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel easy. It motivates you even more to put in the work. Because at the end, only winning tells you what you do it for. Um, if you always become fourth or eighth, you really don't know what you do it for. But once you have these winning moments, and, and especially for talents and growing up in a sports, it's tough to create these winning moments that our mind is so much demanding. Um, you can actually get addicted to winning just because it gives you this boost again and again. And I think this is why we all love sports because at a certain day, on whatever level we compete at, is it the Olympic level or just club level, we find these moments for us that tell us, hey, you won. And that's what we do to sports, is just love it. There's no doubt that Jordan Burroughs is one of the world's best wrestlers. He won Olympic gold at London 2012 and is a four-time world champion. But at Rio 2016, he finished ninth. 
It took him a while to work out why. The only difference between winning and losing is the way people treat you afterward. Because had I won, I would have been excited. Everyone would have been pumped. I would have went out there and probably kicked the next guy's butt. You know, but because I lost, I'm like in such a depressed state mentally that I can't even perform. That shows you how much mentality is a part of this sport. You have to be dialed in. You cannot compete when you're not in the right place. Psychologically, it just doesn't work. No matter, my skills didn't diminish within an hour. I was the same guy, but I just wasn't ready to wrestle. And I got beat. It was the worst loss I ever had. I've wrestled almost 200 matches in the last decade since I graduated from college. And it was the, still the biggest margin of defeat that I've ever had was that second match when I was, when I didn't care. I've never been, I've never been tech fall. That was the one time I've ever been beaten by 10 points in my career. So it's like, that is the shining example of what not to do when you get beat, how not to wrestle. And I think a lot of people, what bothered me more is a lot of people call me a quitter afterwards, right? And that's completely the opposite of who I am and what I stand for. And that really bothered me. That bothered me badly. After that disappointment in Rio, Burroughs started using mindfulness techniques. Mindfulness is described as purposely bringing one's attention to experiences occurring in the present moment. And you can do it with things like meditation. So mindfulness for me really started after Rio. Up until that point, I had never really had to draw in on my emotions when I've had such a negative situation or circumstance occur to me on the day of competition. Everything had pretty much gone according to plan. And so that I really didn't have to be mentally tough to draw myself out of this negative place. I mean, she just seemed to be growing in confidence the whole time. Yeah, very impressive performance. She's very physically and mentally a, a strong player. Indian badminton star PV Sindhu took home a silver medal from Rio, and she's used meditation to make her mind stronger. When you play a match and when you are down or when you tend to lose points, that is when your mental strength needs to be much more stronger. And I've been working on that, like I've been started doing my uh, meditation where it keeps me calm and uh, uh, just composed, where uh, that is very important while you play a match or you shouldn't get distracted or you have to just be there focused all the time. I think that is very, very uh, important uh, where uh, I've uh, had a lot of changes in my life. the beginning I used to not do it but I, um, of course I maybe I didn't know the importance of it but a lot of people told me and uh, I used to just uh, just have a vision of my game before my game or uh, I just used to think about it but I never meditated as such 
um so i started off i think it's been now almost uh, for five months i've been doing it and it it uh it re i'm really liking it you know you need to when you do something you need to really like it it's not just that you do for someone else sake and uh, you just say that okay fine i've done it but i think i've really uh enjoy it and uh, I, it feels it makes me feel really nice so uh in that way meditation uh, i keep doing it and uh, it can be any time in in the morning or in the afternoon whenever i i have time there's no particular time as such but uh, whenever possible wrestler jordan borrows says that it's about experiencing the emotions and not letting them get the better of you i have to feel the negative emotions i've always been a guy that i embrace them and then i see if i can combat them you're always going to feel them in every sense and they're always going to be there. And so trying to figure out how to still navigate even when you're feeling these things, whether it's fear or, you know, negativity, um, any anxiety or pressure or just the difficulty of being in a position where you've got something really big in front of you that you're trying to do. Sometimes that can be that can be a tough task to take on. But I think uh, the best athletes in the world, really the the people in the world that are excellent at what they do are the people who can control their emotions. And controlling them doesn't mean just blocking them out completely. It means feeling them and acknowledging them, but also not letting them affect your performance. And I think that that's become big for me. It's like feel the emotions and then still perform. Like go scared. It was one of the, the best quotes that I've heard recently was go scared. And so basically it means even if you're afraid, even if you're fearful and you don't think it can be done, just do it anyway. Just go for it. Just go for it because sometimes you'll surprise yourself. And so for me, every time I step onto the mat, I just go scared. But I know that I'm willing to do it and I'm willing to battle and I felt the fear, but I'm not going to let it stop me from being my best. State of America, Jordan Barrow. Olympic Channel Podcast. Big thanks to all the athletes involved this week. You can explore the Olympic state of mind a little bit more at olympicchannel.com. I've put a link in the episode description for you to have a look at that. You can watch Olympic Channel on all social platforms. It's just Olympic Channel for that. If you want to follow me, I'm at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E. If you enjoyed Jordan's very wise words this week, then I think you would like having a listen to the chat he had with viral college gymnast Caitlin Ohashi. Here's a clip from that interview. Who am I if I'm not the champion? Everyone calls me champ. I've been the champ for such a long period of time. I've won so much on the biggest stage and now here I am humiliated and embarrassed in front of the entire world. I've put a link in the episode description to that episode. If you liked this week's episode, please go right away to the podcast app and write why you like this episode in particular as a review. Give us five stars too and don't forget to hit subscribe for more of these inspirational podcasts every single week. That is it for now though. See you very soon. Think like an Olympian.